The views and opinions expressed on My Story Living with Lupus podcast are each individual's experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Welcome back to another episode of My Story, Living with Lupus. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and today's topic is hemolytic anemia and lupus, signs, symptoms, and treatments. You know what to do. Grab that cup of coffee, that cup of tea, and if you're listening late at night, You know I appreciate it, so grab your favorite glass of wine and join me right here on My Story, Living with Lupus. Introducing District 36, Lux Eyelashes. Their lashes give you the most natural look and feel. District 36 Eyelashes offers an array of individual lashes, mink, and human hair lashes. Their lash tech, Yana, is certified so you can go from barely there to the glam in you. Follow District 36 Eyelashes on IG or visit their store at district36.storeenvy.com or contact Yana the Lash Tech at 404-490-3649 That's District 36 Lux Eyelashes Hemolytic anemia is a term used to describe the premature destruction of red blood cells. Red blood cells are normally broken down every three to four months and replaced, but in hemolytic anemia, the red blood cells are broken down at a faster rate than they can be replenished. The causes are numerous and the severity ranges considerably. Severe cases can lead to death. Hemolytic anemia can either be inherited genetically or acquired. An acquired form, autoimmune hemolytic anemia, is present in about 10% of people with lupus and results from an immune system attack on your red blood cells. People with AIHA may experience weakness, D, 
dizziness, fevers, and a yellowed complexion. In some cases, a drug can cause the immune system to mistake your own red blood cells for foreign substances. The body responds by making antibodies then against the red blood cells. The antibodies attach to red blood cells and cause them to break down too early. Symptoms of hemolytic anemia. Asymptomatic in mild cases consist of loss of appetite, pale lips, brittle nails, sore mouth, pale eyelids, low red blood cell count, dark brown urine, jaundice, yellow skin, yellowish whites of eyes, fatigue, enlarged spleen, pale skin, rapid heart rate, shortness of breath, dizziness, cold extremities, pale gums, pale nail beds, chest pain, upper abdominal pain. Now I suffer from hemolytic anemia and when mine, I call it, flares up, I become very fatigued and I stay cold no matter what time of the year it is. I have a habit of walking around with two pairs of socks, a hoodie, and sweatpants. I feel that cold regardless of what time of the year it is, um, especially when my anemia, I call it, flares up. When I return, we'll be discussing what research states about hemolytic anemia and lupus and treatments that are available for those of us who suffer from hemolytic anemia. So stay with me right here on My Story Living with Lupus. I'll be right back. Hi, this is Susan. For my story, Living with Lupus, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors, too so you can get paid to podcast. So, if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to 
anchor.fm backslash start. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M backslash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm backslash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Harvest Aquaponics, planting seeds to grow food and creating opportunities for people and families. You can contact this nonprofit organization at www.abundantharvestaquaponics.org. In an article published by the National Institute of Health titled Features Associated with and the Impact of Hemolytic Anemia in Patients with Systemic Lupus Erythematosus. The objective of this study was to examine the clinical and genetic correlates of hemolytic anemia and its impact on damage occurral and mortality in systemic lupus erythematosus patients. The method of the study was based on SLE patients of Hispanic, African American, and Caucasian ethnicity. Hemolytic anemia was defined as anemia The association between degrees of hemolytic anemia and socioeconomic, demographic, clinical, pharmacologic, immunologic, psychological, and behavioral variables was examined by univariable and multivariables. The impact of hemolytic anemia on damage occurral and mortality was examined by multivariable linear and Cox regression analysis respectfully. The results assert 628 patients studied, 90% were women, 19 were Texan Hispanic, 16 were Puerto Rican Hispanic, 37% were African-American, and 28% were Caucasian. 65, that's 10% patients, developed hemolytic anemia at some point in time during the disease course. 83% at or before diagnosis. The conclusion of the study asserts the association of hemolytic anemia with thrombocytopenia suggests a common mechanism in their pathophysiology. Hemolytic anemia is an early disease manifestation and is associated with African American ethnicity and the use of xiothioprine. 
It appears to exert an impact on damage, but not on mortality. To read further into this research, you can go to the National Institute of Health.gov and put in features associated with and the impact of hemolytic anemia in patients with systemic lupus erythematosus. When I return, I'll be discussing treatments for hemolytic anemia. Henry Long, the author of Positive Energy 24-7. You can purchase an autographed copy of his motivational book, and you can also purchase the ebook version at writepath247.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-P-A-T-H-247.com. You can also follow him on Instagram at writepath247. Since treatment varies depending upon the underlying causes, treatments include identification and management of the precipitating causes, either medication or infection, corticosteroids, folic acid, now blood transfusions, avoid unless absolutely necessary. Intravenous immunoglobulins occasionally used and lastly splenectomy when other measures have failed. As always, seek professional medical advice about any treatment or change in treatment plans. Lupus 
at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus. on My Story Living with Lupus podcast are each individual's experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having.